The Dane and Derek Show is an uncensored, unfiltered podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Welcome, everyone, to the Dane and Derek Show, your weekly shoot-the-shit podcast where two nerdy friends keep in touch, and I guess shoot the shit. Uh, my name is Derek. I'm a writer, director, and a very frequent tabletop RPG player, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Dane. Hey, uh, I'm Dane. I'm a writer, musician, podcaster, and lover of tabletop RPGs. So, uh, so Dane... Have you discovered any new art forms recently? So, in preparation, not to not to get too, ugh, I love how Sam says this, uh, inside baseball about this, uh, when you sent me the document that we used to like sort of like structure our recordings, I looked at this and I was like, oh my God, I don't think I've run into like a new art form in a long, long time, or at least not one that was like registering to mind. So, Honestly, I haven't, but one kind of like came right back up to the fore. Uh, like last week I was, I was on a hike with a good friend of mine and we, we were just kind of like driving around trying to find a hike because it's been raining a ton here, whatever. A lot of the, the trails are sort of washed out right now anyways. Uh, and we like went past, uh, kind of a truck stop kind of place. And there were a bunch of rat rods in, in, in the, in this like truck stop. And I, I, and that kind of brought to mind what I kind of call, would call like automotive art. Um, though I would be honest, not a lot of people would super agree with like calling like car restoration, uh, hot rodding, uh, modding rat rods, all of this stuff. Uh... They would not necessarily call it art, even the people who, who make, make them. And I haven't thought about this sort of work in a long time, like not in a serious way. I used to be a lot more involved with it when I helped my grandfather restore an old Volkswagen. And I would go to a shop every summer and kind of like help him out there. And, you know, I would talk to people who did decals on, on cars and, and, you know, fabrication and all this stuff. And like, there's an art to it. Uh, I think that they might, you might be able to get them to call it a craft, but I don't know if you would call it an art, but um, there is so much artistic uh, sort of like work to it. And it kind of gets into this like thought process I have where it's like, yeah, that's art. It, to me, it's all art. Like everything is art and nothing is art to me uh, in a way. Like if you make like homemade, like little, little packets of tea, if you want to call that art, that's great. I'm there for it. If you, if you, if you write poetry and you're just like, nah, this isn't art. This is just the thing I do. Also fine. Like I don't, like it's all great to me personally. Um, but yeah, do you know what a rat rod is? Cause I it's don't. not a super common. Okay. So, a, so you know what a hot rod is, right? Yeah. Okay. So a hot rod kind of like aims to take sort of like a classic car and like sort of soup it up, right? Like make it more than it ever was as opposed to like a restoration, which is kind of just trying to get it like nice again. Um, a rat rod is like, for lack of a better term, it's trying to mad max the shit out of something. Oh my God. It's like, it's like, it's like hot rotting, but with a whole lot of like purposeful jank to it. 
like you know like they'll definitely be like those like really cool like kind of like extended exhaust but only on one side um and all, there there will never be like glossy paint on it like a hot rod it'll be like you can see where the welding is and like there's like usually some humor to it and um like they look aggressive and like kind of not rusty exactly but close uh it's it's very interesting it's it's huh. a very particular sort of thing um because it's taking like a 1945 coupe at which someone could turn into like a <laughs> crazy like $100,000 like restoration or these people turn it into like a still sort of valuable thing but like way per- more personable and like i said some of them get really mad max about it like very much like this is a thing with a skull on the front and it looks like it's going to eat you all the way to someone who's like, I want this to look like when it drives, you should hear a banjo playing in like a really funny way. And there's like literally like a giant, like instead of like, um, you know, like how like a Thunderbird has like a big bird, like sort of ornament hood ornament ornament going on. There's like a giant rat on it. Um, instead. <laughs> uh, so like I, I saw some of those and I, and I kind of like flash back to all these car shows I went to and all the time spent in the, in like the hot rod shop that, um, I did the Volkswagen and, and all kinds of stuff. So, wow. yeah. Wow. That's really what cool. What about man? you? I, um, no, you know, I think it's kind of, it's kind of twofold. Um, Let's see. Uh, I've been, so I've been taking photos on Polaroid, on Polaroid cameras lately. Uh, I, I got like a new Polaroid camera, one of the new like Insta whatevers. It's not like a retro camera, but I've been using like, you know, Polaroid film and lugging it around everywhere and taking photos of people and like writing who it is, where it was and the date. And, uh, I don't know, like, I've, I've never been really that attached to Polaroids, but the act of taking a Polaroid is, there's something very, like, everybody relaxes and you get a very different emotion out of everyone than when you, like, pull out your big DSLR or something to snap a photo of someone. Um, and that's just something that, like, I see why people exclusively shoot on Polaroids. And that I think is uh, really, really interesting and really, really different for for me at least. Because I'm, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not like, like I like film. I think film is cool, but I'm not like attached to film like some people might be. You know, like I, I like 16 mil film. I like 35 mil film, but I'm not like going to go out of my way to film things on those things. But yeah, don't want to go into a dark room. Yeah, yeah. There's just some <laughs> things I don't want to do or like I'd rather have the security of knowing my image is probably going to be okay. Um, Have you ever gone into a dark room and done that? No, It is weird. Very, there's something very spooky about it. Um, Yeah. I haven't done it since I was like 11 or 12. Um, My mom, my mom's an art teacher. And fun fact, uh, if you're a public school art teacher, you are forced to learn and and teach all forms of art. So at one point she taught photography, Mm. um, which at the time, meant including uh film photography and the darkroom process and all that so i got kind of roped into that very cool very cool mm-hmm. um you know i can't remember the second thing i've discovered um but uh if, if i you do remember, I'll... just blurt it out 
Yeah, I'll blurt it out, but I can't remember. You know, I was like thinking about it because I was like, which one do I do? Do I do Polaroids or I do this other one? And I literally just, <laughs> I was like, I don't remember. Um, all right. Well, if I, you know, if, if, if in the middle of our conversation with this week's topic, which uh, is art shaming, you hear me blurt out something random. That's a thing I also discovered recently. But Dane... You were the one that suggested uh, we talk about art shaming this week. So uh, what's up, buddy? So um, I will just start with how this sort of like came up and why I suggest well, how, how like my brain was kind of triggered into suggesting it. I recently listened to um, the latest Jack Johnson uh, single which is the captain is drunk which i think you suggested i think it was you who suggested i go listen to it and i have loved jack johnson since i was like 10 or 11 years old uh i think his music is very sweet and relaxing and fun and i've always liked being able to sing along and it's been for me it's very funny because when i w- when i first started singing along with jack johnson my voice was too high to sing along with all the parts and now my voice is too low to sing along with all the parts whatever it's just silly to me um and in college i went to work for a radio station uh, lots of good people work there so i will not name it and i will not name names but i went and i worked for this radio station And I was made to feel very bad for liking Jack Johnson. Um, So much so that I have not really, like I still listen to his music, but only up to a point, which is up to his last release in high, that I, that was while I was in high school. And I remember when that album came out, it was super fun. Um, Our friend Taylor I was, I don't remember where I was driving her, but I, uh, she's, she's a fan too. And at least at the time, and I had downloaded the album and I waited and I waited until I went and picked her up. And then I started playing it so we could hear it together, uh, as we drove, I don't remember where we were driving. I just remember it was kind of like late afternoon, evening, uh, summer sun and like Jack Johnson was playing and we were having a great time. Uh, that was a lovely moment. And it's the last, I haven't been able to really keep up with Jack Johnson because I felt so bad about it. So kind of what I mean when I suggested this topic is kind of twofold. One, there is often shame associated with liking certain types of art, uh, of any certain, certain mediums, certain genres, and that comes from all sorts of different directions. And there's also shame in making certain types of art that comes in different directions as well, right? Like there is the direction of the guys at the radio station gave me shit for liking Jack Johnson because he was popular and not very like highbrow, right? Alternately, there are people who would make fun of the radio station people for the fact that their music is kind of unintelligible and janky and kind of just weird for the sake of being weird, you know, like, or there's the there's the version that is like this isn't quote unquote high enough art or this is or your art isn't popular enough all of these things are reasons to shame someone for the thing they like alternately as a person who creates 
you can make the quote unquote wrong thing. If you, let's, for example, if you're in kind of a academic music circle, it's usually not good to write tonal music. And on top of that, how you're not, you're not really a composer if you're composing tonal choir music. Uh, for example, a, a composer who you may not have heard of, but lots and lots of people in like the choir world will know this name, Eric Whitaker. His music is often maligned, uh, basically because he's vaguely popular as far as like choir music goes. And so this is a thing that fucking infuriates me. It just makes me so damn mad. Like, I, I like right now I'm, I'm getting worked up. I don't know if you can hear, but I like, it makes me so upset because why just fucking why why like and here's the worst thing the thing that like makes me the most mad is like i fucking participated uh like with my my partner uh, the person i i uh, love to death early in our relationship i made her feel bad sometimes because she liked pop music because i was like so in the academic music world and like the 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 radio station shit that like i was like taking all that shit in and then spitting it back out at people you know and like some of that like stuff like i've kept in like genuinely like some of her music i don't like i I just don't you know which like of course you don't you don't like everything that everybody likes even if you really like that person and like appreciate their taste and whatnot and so like this is like the thing that like kind of eats at me right like it's like some people make art that is just not super respected uh, or or con- or content or create things that is just not respected and i sometimes get just so frustrated when people are made to feel bad for for liking what people make or for making the wrong thing and so i just kind of wanted to talk about it um I'm just kind of ranting right now. There's not a direction. So I want to give you a second to respond while I build up a new head of steam. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I feel like art shaming is very indicative of the experience that is, well, a like making art at a young age and B going to art school and C like wanting to not be ostracized or kicked out of the art circles you're in you know i because like yeah i mean like i mean like uh, i mean i've dealt with art shaping my whole life right like i love power rangers but a lot of people fucking hate power rangers and i get a lot of shit for it just as much as like i don't like horror movies and a lot of people give me shit for not liking horror movies and it's, and it's like, you know, like, yeah, I'm sorry. I just, I get scared. I get scared shitless and I don't want to be scared shitless when I'm in the theater. <laughs> and, and that's my prerogative. Um, but, and then, you know, to that, like, you know, like getting shamed for making like fantasy adventure movies or for not making films about like, I don't know, a college kid waking up to an alarm clock and, you know, uh, angsting over something that is kind of objectifying of other people. Like that is the kind of stuff that in film school, at least I remember experiencing a lot that I wasn't making those kinds of films. So I got shamed because I wasn't, I don't know, being an ass with my art. Um, 
And, uh, you know, it's, and also too, like, like as like an artist of color, like I also get this shame of like, why are you making a fantasy movie? You need to be relegated to just making films about being a person of color, you know? And I get a lot of that weird shame, which is like a whole extra layer of like, like, of like, what the fuck? Um, And I just like, I don't know. I think, I think, I think art shaming in a lot of ways is, uh, my mother always used to tell me that if someone says those kinds of things to you, they're just saying it to you because they want you to feel worse than they do about themselves. Right. Yeah, um, of course. Of course. Yeah. And, and but I think like it, when it's your art, because it's something so personal, it's 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 like it's a little bit difficult to dissect and to like remember that. And I think the older I've gotten, the more better I've become at sort of just knowing when someone is just saying it to be hurtful because they're insecure themselves and I should feel bad for them because they don't get it. And I've like like I'm working on this one movie right now and it's it's like a Power Rangers movie basically. And it's like it's really it's really for all intents and purposes it's dumb. It's really dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's very contradictory to a lot of things that I you know, believe and it, and it's, and it's, but it's like, you know, it's, it's silly, but every time I pitch it to someone, someone who, you know, I know like doesn't like Power Rangers, I've noticed that, um, there are ways to get people to like the things to not shame you for the things that you're doing, you know? And it's, it's, it's like a, it's like a real fine line between like, it's like it's i don't know it's like deciding whether or not you like peanut butter and jelly peanut butter or jelly it's like those are three different types of sandwiches for three different types of moods you might be feeling you know like i (laughs) i don't think you can eat just one of those for your the entirety of your existence unless you're allergic to peanuts then you probably can't eat peanut butter um true true the metaphor you know? breaks down there certainly yeah certainly. But, but you know maybe you're allergic to horror i don't know i don't know there's something yeah there's yeah well yeah there's there's something there right like 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 i think like i don't think it's all like, like the thing about art shaming is like i don't think it's all like people who art shame feel bad about their art and i don't think it's all the more you get art shamed the thicker skin you'll build up because i do think I think some of it can be from a valid place of critique just presented incorrectly. And some of it is good to remember that like there are people waiting like, you know, like sharks in the water to tear you apart. And, and that's, I, that can be good, but you know, to a point, to a point, right? Like, yeah, like there's, there's a point where like, yes, you need to be critiqued. And I'm actually kind of a proponent of people sort of not tearing your, your art apart, but like, getting knocked down a little bit so that you can pick yourself up and also kind of like get over yourself, like, you know, a little, but there's a very, very distinct difference between, you know, like learning that you are you and you don't need to be comparing yourself to everybody and you're not the best and you're definitely not the worst. And like all of these other things and being so torn apart that you don't want to do your thing anymore. Right. In the same way that there's a difference between, uh, telling someone they're stupid for liking a certain thing and asking, why do you like that thing? I, uh, cause I don't like it. Like, that's the thing. Like I'll, I'll use like, I hope she doesn't mind, but like Gracie and I still talk about music and she still likes music that just like for all for tr- truly drives me up the wall. Like I just, I can't handle it. Um, mm-hmm. And 
so over time I've taken to asking her when those songs come on, I'm like, why, why do you like this? Like, what does this do for you? Because it's doing like, cause like, I don't get it. Like I, I genuinely don't get it. And I, I can, I, I, I have learned so fucking much. I've learned so much. Yeah. Um, and because too, like, yeah, yeah. Just because she, she, she's told me things and talked to me about this perspective that I, I, I never really appreciated. Sorry, I, I totally interrupted you. <laughs> no, 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 I interrupted you. Um, <laughs> I think with art shaming too, it's, you know, at a certain point, like you for, can forget that you're art shaming, right? Because it just gets so, you you put up walls to protect yourself but inadvertently, those walls become weapons against other people that you like and care about. Something that I always have to interrogate is why do I dislike this thing? Do I dislike it because I actually dislike it or do I dislike it because someone told me I should dislike it? Um, a long time ago in a college far, far away, I used to do this thing called the Citizen Canes of the Week, where I would post films that I felt were as good as Citizen Kane, um, which, oh my goodness, I got torn to shreds over these hot takes. But those were things I genuinely believed because I, I, you know, I, I don't want to be like, like these are films that I love that I think are as good as Citizen Kane. And people were shaming me for thinking that video game high school is as good as Citizen Kane. Maybe they're right. Maybe they're wrong. But that's my opinion. Um, you know, it doesn't say Citizen Kane's bad. It doesn't say VGHS is bad either. It's just a, uh, it's a thing. And I think when you, when you manage to remove that sort of like, why am I disliking something? And you're able to figure out exactly and parse that. It allows you to kind of look at things a bit more. You can enjoy art again, right? Like, I think too much art shaming can lead you to, like you said, like never do the thing you want to do. You know, I've definitely taken extended periods of breaks from making films, and that's been detrimental just because of the of the art shaming that went that that happened, and that's. Not fun because I definitely think back to those times and I was like, wow, the only thing that stopped me was that, you know, so-and-so said this and that really hurt. That really hurt a lot more. And it was from a place of, I don't know what place they were saying that from. And because it, you know, like looking back, it's like that film wasn't as bad as they made it sound, you know, but it definitely, uh, definitely took a toll. But at the same time, like, like I th- yeah, because I, I feel like art shaming is the malicious version of critique, right? I think it's a malicious version of critique for sure, yeah. for sure, yeah. Because it 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 something about it feels like a toxic critique. Sometimes to me, does not feel like art shaming. Like there's there's almost something like cultural involved. Like you were talking about being in art school and being in film school. You know, like there's something pressure about it, like you where it's like you are supposed to like citizen kane and you are not supposed to like power rangers um i am supposed to like uh fucking i don't know broken bells and not like jack johnson when in fact i like both You, you know like it's the it's these things of like what are you supposed to like as established by someone else as opposed and what you're supposed to make you in 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 film school we're supposed to make films about being in film school and not a fantasy adventure story right you know? yeah th- th- that's a great way to put it right it's art shaming happens on the pretense that there is a right and wrong 
piece mm-hmm. of art to like and not like and that's just bullshit right like you like it's if you're a creator you can be you can be uh shamed for the very thing you make not any specific thing you did right like you can like you derek could be attacked for the fact that like you make fantasy films not that hey in this one movie you did this thing that just didn't work right like that's very different or or even someone just being like someone could come to you and be like this particular movie was dumb for x y z and and alpha like just like all of these reasons that are just mean right but they're attacking the specific thing they're not attacking they're they're attacking the specific work they're not attacking what you do does that make sense and both yeah both are toxic right um but at least with the work there's like a little bit of a shield you know yeah sometimes yeah like because it's not about like your taste or whatnot and so And, like, the thing about it that, like, sometimes frustrates me so deeply is that, like, not only is it, like, ingrained in the cultures we choose, right? Like, I wanted to work at that radio station. I wanted to go to music school. Um, But it is also embedded in our culture, right? I I, I said this last episode, too. I love romance. I I do. Like, when it – I'm not a huge fan of, like, Harlequin (laughs) – uh. Uh, romance but like i really like romance as a part of a, a story or even the central part of a story um and as a like cis man cis straight man i am not supposed to do that and that's bullshit you right know? right yeah because it's i see yeah no yeah exactly i mean hey man i like power rangers and that's a show made for eight-year-olds i still watch power rangers and it still is awesome you know um we all have we all have those things and i and i think it's like because i think i think i think the important thing too right is like there's this idea that by shaming someone for the art that they're not supposed to like that they'll help that artist cut it out of them right right there's almost something like it's like I'm telling you not to like this because it'll bet it, cuz then you won't cuz then you won't tank yourself later. But it's like it's not it's, it's not true at all. Like like I can still like Marvel movies and just as much enjoy Watchmen, right? Like mm-hmm. they're not mutually exclusive. Or I can just as much enjoy Power Rangers as I do Pacific Rim or I can watch Pacific Rim and still still love Nomadland, you know? Like I can I can enjoy yeah. I can exist in both worlds and i think that you know that goes for everyone right and i think it's like it's like i yeah right and like sometimes i feel like we we are allowed to let these things out by calling them guilty pleasures uh you know yeah and at this point i fucking hate that i fucking hate Mm -hmm. that no 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 guilty pleasures Right, like, like why can't you just own it without it being a guilty pleasure? Right, so we're, we're coming up on the end of this episode, and so what I think we should do is I'm going to list like somewhere between three and five things that I often call a guilty pleasure or think of in that way that I don't want to think of that way anymore. Um, if you want to join me, 
go right ahead. So I'm just going to go Jack Johnson, Beach Bum, pop rock singer songwriter. Love that shit. I love that shit so much. Uh, romance in all kinds of mediums in my fantasy stories in my tabletop rpg games in my uh audio dramas any just put it in there i want it um dua lipa i fucking love dua lipa so much like way too much but like i'm i'm there for it it's not a guilty pleasure i just i just enjoy it i enjoy like schlocky glide not schlocky just See, I'm doing it right there, right? Like, I enjoy Diablo, like the video game Diablo, which is like, it is what it is, right? Like, it's just kind of fun, like, whatever, you know? And I like, I like shonen anime too, like, even some of the like, the less acclaimed stuff. So, gonna, gonna stand on these, gonna stand on these hills. Yeah, I mean uh I think I think for me like I I really love like uh uh I love like sitcoms. I love sitcoms. Like like I love New Girl. I love Community. I love Friends, right? Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. But as but specifically New Girl. Um love New Girl, but for some reason it's uh, you know People would categorize that as a guilty pleasure, which is weird because it's such a good show. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) uh, In addition to that, I mean, like, I genuinely love lo-fi hip-hop, like, beats and stuff like that. I think the production on that is so great and so smart. Oh, I love that shit, too. Um, I really enjoy it. I don't have any... I don't have a problem with it. I don't know why people have problems with it. Um, I mean, I I see why people have problems with it, but I, I don't think... Yeah. I like I, I like lo-fi I like lo-fi beats um and uh um I also like watching slam poetry um I feel like slam poetry gets like this weird kind of rap in the world um like you either got to be like like someone who's famous and doing slam poetry or you're just kind of a meme and I feel like I don't know like some of this stuff's like really, really, really well written, better written than anything I could write or anything that most people I know could write. And then they um, perform it. And then they perform it. Yeah. In front of hundreds of people. In front of it's hundreds am- of people. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So in conclusion, fuck yeah. If you're, ma- if you make things that like my only qualification is like, if you're making things that are hurtful to people intentionally, that go fuck yourself you can go fuck off like yeah if that's what you're doing uh, i okay we can all shame that person like yeah. <laughs> like you can go take your nazi art down like yeah you can fuck yeah. off but like yeah if you just make stuff you you you're awesome no shame if you love random things if 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 your thing is i like crossover romance fan fiction if that's your jam don't please like don't hide it it's awesome yeah yeah. Uh, the irony of art shaming, right? Let's I not know. art shame, but it's okay to shame Nazi art because fuck yeah, we should be punching Nazis in the face. Okay, yeah, there's but like, no contestation on that. <laughs> if they're okay, if if you're contesting that with me, um, I'm not, <laughs> not you, but like I'm talking to like an imaginary person. If you're contesting, uh, not wanting 
Nazi art around. Um, no, no, thank you. We yeah. we need to have a serious talk. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just just so everyone on the internet knows, the Dan and Derek show is an anti-Nazi podcast. We will punch you in the face if you're a Nazi. Uh, and if you're a Nazi, you can unsubscribe from our show. Yeah, yeah, please. Uh, you yeah. can. You, you know where the door is if you're a Nazi. Um, <laughs> like, isn't it wild that we have to say that? Now? Yes, it is. An, isn't it, it is fucking insane. wild? Like, it is insane that we have to say that. If you and I had, if if someone, if we had gone back in time and told our, ourselves when we met that, hey, in like 11 ish years, we're gonna be like the not Nazis are gonna be back in like a weirdly big way. We would have been like. Yeah, whatever, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you exactly. talking about? <laughs> yeah, like, like, okay, who cares? 2012 is supposed to happen, and that didn't, so that's bullshit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, on that note, uh, I, uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, you can like, see you can see what movies Derek's <laughs> watching on Letterbox at Derek Aiello and Derek Aiello everywhere else. At, and you can listen to Dan's show <laughs> at Diceology spelled like the science of dice on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Their first, <laughs> their the next anthology called Shepherds is out. You can also follow him on Twitter at Dan underscore Fogdahl. And um, you can tweet at us. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to throw this out there. Whoever draws fan art of us punching Nazis. Oh, we will. We will send you something. Yes, we will. We will, we will send, send you send something. You, yeah, there will be. Yeah. Yeah, we will. That'd be we'll pretty sick. That. Yeah, that, totally. <laughs> um, well, that's why I've been laughing for the last five minutes. <laughs> that's a really good image. I want this very badly. Yeah. But- so if, if you do fan art of that, we'll send you something. Hells yes. Uh, But uh, thanks for hanging with us. Uh, We'll see you next time. Yeah. (laughs) Bye. (laughs)